Hey there, welcome to the second episode of Signature Selling. I'm glad that you made it to episode two. And today we're talking about the number one most important thing in any type of sales to have long-term success, high level success, and to do it in a signature selling way, something you can put your name on. You can't compromise this one. This one is pivotal to every single thing that you do. It is bedrock. It's more important than technique. It's more important than behavior. It goes to the very core of what will drive incredible sales. So on deck today, we're talking about operating in the best interest of the customer, arguably without question. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, obviously, but that's not the case in a lot of sales environments. A lot of regulators around the world are developing what's called best interest policies. Why are they doing that? Because salespeople don't always operate in the best interest of customers. We kind of know that. So today I want to talk about how to create product evangelists. You know, I don't work for Apple Inc. I don't have a job with them. I don't get paid anything by them, but I work for them and they have me working for them for free. I've been an Apple customer since about 2005. I'm a big time Apple customer. I'm using an iMac, a MacBook Air, iPhones, iPads, all the stuff that goes with Apple. And I have sold more product for that company, more iPhones, more iPads, more Macintosh computers to more people than almost anyone I know. Why? Because I'm a product evangelist. I love the caliber of their products. I use their products. And it's not just their products, it's their service. And so when I need service, I go to a chat room and within like 30 seconds to a minute, I'm chatting with someone. If necessary, that escalates to a phone call. So I have perfect continuity between the sales experience, the product experience, and the service experience, which makes it exceptional. I'm in love with their products and I'm happy to recommend it out to other people. In fact, when I go to an Apple store, and I'm in the Apple store, I'm in pain sometimes listening to some of the salespeople who are in there and trying to give advice to people on how to buy a product. And it doesn't always work. When I'm sitting inside the Apple store and I'm overhearing a staff member trying to explain the best product and I'm going, no, no, no. So I sometimes will actually step in and give the nuance about what they need to do and help people buy product. And I often have Apple customers thank me. And sometimes even their staff will say, well, hey, thanks for stepping in there. So I'm a product evangelist and Apple has me working for them and I don't even get paid by Apple. I'm not on their roster. I'm not on their payroll. But everywhere I go, I talk about Apple products. How would you like to have your customers you're selling to have water cooler conversations when they go to work, go to the office, whatever it might be, or hanging out with someone on Zoom? They have this water cooler moment, which is a term from the pre-pandemic days when everyone was in the office, having conversation about your product. Say, hey, this week I bought something and wow, what an experience I had with the salesperson. Or maybe they go to a barbecue on a Friday night or a Saturday night and they're just having banter and conversation. And then they say, bought something this week and I had the most amazing experience with this salesperson because they liked you, they trusted you, etc. You now have that customer actually working for you you're not even paying them anything. How do we get there? How do companies like Apple create product evangelists where people believe and love the product and service so much that they can't help but talk about it everywhere that you go? By the way, this is the way to get referrals. When customers are actively trying to promote you and your product and your service and your company because they had such an amazing experience, you don't have to start trying to figure out techniques to ask them how to do referrals. That just isn't how it works. It happens automatically when you achieve that level. 
Operating in the best interest of the customer is the most important foundation stone of any type of selling. Why should you do it? Because it's the right thing to do. You've heard the saying, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Well, how many of you have ever been taken in a sale before? Whether you bought a house or a vehicle and afterwards you felt like you were ripped off, like you got wrong information or something of that nature. If that's ever happened to you, it's happened to me when I bought a vehicle recently and I'm in sales, you think I wouldn't have fallen for it and I kind of picked up on everything. But after the fact, when it was all done, I reflected on it. You don't want to be taken. Therefore, people you're selling to shouldn't be taken. You should do it because it's the right thing to do to do what's in the best interest of the customer. It's how you build trust. It's the foundation of trust. So if there's anything else you're going to learn from my podcast, operating in the best interest of the customer, write it on the wall, put a banner up, tattoo your arm if you like tattoos, but never compromise when it comes to doing what is in the best interest of the customer. Now, why should you do that beyond being the right thing to do? You should do it because doing what's right for the customer is in everyone's best interest. Doing what's in the customer's best interest is in everyone's best interest. Obviously, it's in the customer's best interest, the most important reason. Secondly, it's in your best interest because if they're happy with you and your product and your service, they're going to become product evangelists. They're going to go out and actively sell the product and service for you. You won't have to dig so hard to get referrals. It's in the company's best interest. It's in the product you're selling's best interest. It, it's in everyone's best interest. So often you see salespeople who will try to cut a corner, take advantage of a customer in order to make a sale, and that's always the wrong idea. When that person, a customer walks in your door, in your office, or on a Zoom meeting, or in your retail store, that is not my opportunity or your opportunity as a salesperson to take advantage, to win a prize, win a trip, get an incentive, or get a bonus. You are there to serve that customer. You are there to make sure that that customer gets what they want to get. You're there to discover what their objective is, what their price point is, what they're using your product or service for, and what's the best fit for their situation. So when you meet a customer in a store, or it's on a Zoom meeting like I do in my business, or however you're doing it, you must always be preoccupied with doing what's in the best interest of the customer and the customer needs to know that you're doing that that's called the language of best selling so sometimes you might actually be always doing what's in the best interest of the customer but the customer has no reference point to know how so how do you let them know that you are operating in their best interest how do they know that what you're doing is absolutely at their best interest so many people are using the sales process and the customer as a piggyback to build their careers, to get their next bonus level, to make their next trip, to get employee of the month or sales rep of the month or whatever it might be. So that has got to stop. That must end in your thinking right away. If you want to have a long-term sales career, you want to be extremely, extremely successful. You want to make sure that you're getting lots of referrals. You want to make sure that customers are trusting you. It's always important to operate in the best interest of the customer. Write it down. Again, don't tattoo it to your arm, but you get the point. Tattoo it to your arm, put it on the wall. It has to be important. When you're in a sale and you see the opportunity to do something that's in your best interest or to your advantage, but not the customer's, don't do it. Absolutely do not do it. Stay away from it, run from it, and don't do it. It's imperative that all companies, all salespeople, every process in existence, any company in existence has to be preoccupied with offering the best product and the best service to a customer, to the marketplace, and always doing what's in the best interest of the customer. This is one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of all techniques unless 
they are rooted in doing what's in the best interest of the customer. Let me give you an example. Customer comes in, you do the right thing, you ask what their objective is, you introduce yourself, you do all the stuff that you're supposed to do, building rapport and all of that. And the customer gives you what their objective is, what their price point is, what why they're using this product or service. They tell you all of that. Now, you might actually see something better for them that they haven't considered that's a little bit more expensive and it's to your advantage as well, but it's also to their advantage. So you can go to them and you can say, hey, look, I know this is your price range and I will do whatever you want. I just want to make sure you're aware of something you haven't thought of over here with this element of the product or service or an upgrade or whatever it is. Here's what it will do for you. Just letting you know, it does cost a little bit more than you told me at the beginning. If you want to stick with what you have, I'm totally good with that. I also want you to know, not only is this good for you, it's also a bit better for me. And I want to make sure you know that so you do not make a decision based on anything else other than what's in your best interest. It's really simple to do. It's simple language. It's simple language of the best interest of the customer. Let the customer know. If you're trying to upsell, make sure it's in the customer's best interest. Not because you can, but because it's in the customer's best interest. Again, being preoccupied with that whole process of doing what is right for the customer. So this is also the same place you want to have a conversation with the customer about transparency. You want to let them know you want to be completely transparent about all elements of the product or service, whether it be life insurance or financial planning or RESP sales or vehicles or real estate, always operating with the customer's best interest. But transparency is the foundation of that. The customer needs to know that you are operating in their best interest, but they need to understand the transparency. That means disclosing not only the benefits and the advantages, but the pitfalls or things that they might not be aware of or the fee structure of what's happening in it. When a customer sees that you're disclosing fees properly and you are not hiding anything and that you're being upfront about it, and again, using the right language, I call this aggressive honesty. We'll do a whole podcast on that one subject, but aggressive honesty is number one, you have to be honest and transparent. And number two, you have to communicate that to the customer. Same thing with the language of best interest. You've got the language of aggressive honesty, letting the customer know that you are being upfront with them. For example, saying, hey, is it okay with you? I've shared everything that's amazing. Can I share the fee structure with you so you understand it? So you just know exactly what you're stepping into. Now make sure as a good seller, you're giving comparisons and doing a global approach and everything that you're doing. So you're not, you're not underselling yourself. But at the same time, having that transparency with the customer that is absolutely crucial in the whole process of what you're doing in the sales environment. I can't tell you how important that is to be fully transparent with the customer in every possible way. This means the customer has no surprises later. How often have you and I bought something expensive or of value, something significant? I'm not talking about buying a cup of coffee or something. It still applies to that. But talking about things of value, if you get a bad cup of coffee, you're not upset over that. You just go about your business and whatever, and maybe you don't go back to that store again. So yeah, those companies need to offer the best products, there's no question. But I'm talking about something of value. And after the word, you discovered something that was a rude awakening. You discovered something that was a nasty. Had you known about it at the time of purchase, it wouldn't have bothered you because you knew it. But when it wasn't disclosed to you or something was different than what they told you. So they, they shared something with you. You believe what they said. You bought it on that basis. And after the fact, you discover something different. We don't ever want that to happen to a customer. So if you want to create a product evangelist or a service evangelist, it's pivotal that you have full transparency with the customer.
When you operate in the best interest of the customer, that customer is always going to come back and do business with you. They're going to be loyal to you. They're not going to run off to other products and services unless your product or service deteriorates. But as long as your product and service is top quartile, that customer is going to want to deal with you. They're going to want to phone you. They're going to want to refer you. They're always going to want to deal with you and always come back. So you get repeat business. You get referral business. You can really grow your business when the customer comes back a second time and a third time and a fourth time and maybe even more. And even better, they give you referrals because they're product evangelists and they go out and they find people for you and drive people over to you. You're going to do way better. Even if you have to take a hair clip on your compensation to make a proper sale to a customer that's in their best interest and you use the language of best interest and they know it, they're going to want to come back to you again. And even though you took a hair clip, you're going to do well long term. Absolutely. Because you'll have repeat business and referrals. You make way more doing that and you get to operate in the best interest of the customer. Not only is it the right thing to do, not only are you creating or producing a product evangelist or service evangelist, not only are you having customers having water, cool, water cooler conversations and conversations at barbecues and other places, you become a signature seller. This is something you can put your name to. You can sleep at night when you know you did the right thing for the customer. You're not afraid to answer your telephone. You're not avoiding a customer when you see them walk in, a, in your dealership if you're in car sales or, you know, nothing of that nature. You're not worried about them having conversations with other salespeople because they had such a bad experience or dishonest experience. You don't have to worry about any of that. So not only are you doing the right thing, you're not only building your business, you're not only giving yourself a foundation for trust for the entire future, for repeat business and referrals, you acquire product evangelists, you get brand recognition, you don't get complaints, you don't have a lot of complaints coming in about the product or the service. And of course, you're building your platform for your company, you become a signature seller, you can sleep at night, knowing you did the right thing. Now, if you build your business this way, if you and I understand that doing what's in the best interest of the customer is in everyone's best interest It's the right thing to do. If we put that first, if we make that absolutely out there on our sleeve in our hearts everything that we do is for the best interest of the customer you're going to build a long-term high quality successful sales career i promise you this will happen if you do this now next up on deck next week next episode is going to be what's required in order to give you a legitimate opportunity. So number one here is always operating in the best interest of the customer. Number two is crucially important, and that is what is required to do well. What is the anatomy of an opportunity? How do you know you're joining the right opportunity? You could be joining the wrong opportunity, full of energy, full of ability, full of skill and potential and capacity, and actually flop because you simply joined the wrong opportunity. So we're going to cover that next week. I hope you enjoyed it today. If you liked it, please subscribe, hit the bell, please put it in social media, tell your friends. We're on a journey to make you very, very successful in direct selling. Thank you.